This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which is kindly sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. My name's Tom Ward. I'm joined this evening by David. Hello. Evening, mate. And also Dean. Bonjour, chaps. <laughs> evening, Dean. Um, a contrasting Easter weekend for the Sky Blues, which started on Friday with an abject performance and subsequent 3-0 defeat at QPR. However, the Sky Blues turned it around completely with an impressive 3-1 home win against Bristol City and a much-improved performance. As usual, we'll look into both games and we'll also be looking ahead to the clash with Bournemouth next weekend. Um, yeah, evening, chaps. Thanks a lot for joining me. Um, Dave, I'll start with you. How would you sum up your feelings after the Easter weekend? Well, someone's someone's lied somewhere about um, it being a good Friday because I can't. <laughs> it was the worst Waffle Friday, Friday. Uh, in in memory. Um, pretty bad performance, and uh, look, without without the meltdown that that went on, it it did it did sort of really worry me after that that fixture that maybe we just haven't got the the sort of you know guts to get out of out of the relegation scrap and 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 maybe we will you know fall a bit short um but then that was backed up by you know a few words from what we understand and uh, a really good reaction against you know a, a really solid team in terms of that on paper um, I know they've been going backwards a little bit lately, but you still got to, you know, you still got to beat what's in front of you, and it's uh, a really impressive win uh, against mm. Bristol City. Yeah, really pleasing that we managed to to turn things around. Um, Dean, how are you feeling after the weekend? Yeah, relieved, Tom. To be honest, I, I, I mean, like Dave said, there, I felt completely deflated Friday evening. Completely, mm. um, I was just staring into space for large periods of that evening. To be honest, my missus wasn't too happy. I wasn't speaking to her. Well, maybe she was happy. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's a really abject display, wasn't it? There was no character, no desire, no real heart. I thought from 
anywhere on the pitch and, and off it, to be honest. Um, I thought Robin's comments after the game were great, to be honest. The body language was poor, um, the squad and management for, for that. Um, and I really I really feared the worst. And then you see you know, the other results, Derby, Forest, Birmingham, all getting results. And you started to think that this might be a bigger bigger task than, than we imagined. And it was going to be a question then of, of how we could respond after that performance. And albeit a day late, we followed in the footsteps of Jesus and, and rose from the dead. Um, and it was a, a brilliant display, wasn't it, against against Bristol? Mm. The absolute opposite of, of what we witnessed on, on Friday. Real passion, determination, you know, and it was on show from the first minute. And and more importantly, good quality wasn't there when it was needed. Um, and it just really annoys me that we've shown ourselves to to be quite a decent side at, at times in this division. It's just the inconsistency yeah. that's really let us down. But I've newfound found optimism um, as we reach the business end of this season now. And I think we'll just about be fine. Mm. We'll, we'll go on a bit later to talk about um, what this weekend has done for our, our sort of relegation hopes. Um, let's go into the QPR game in a bit more detail. Um, as usual, start with the match stats, Dave. Yeah, 44% possession, 10 shots versus their 17, 30% shot accuracy versus a 59, 417 passes versus 543, um, 22 crosses uh, against their 20, 11 interceptions versus 15, 12 tackles against 11, pretty much similar, 38 duels won versus 29, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, so the, the stats don't sound too bad, really. It's you know we'll come on to them, but when you compare them against um, Bristol City, they're very similar, but obviously yeah. very different performances. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, interesting. Um, and we'll talk about the lineups. Obviously, it was really good to see Godden in the starting lineup after such a long time out. Um, but I think the, the the question mark a lot of fans had was you know he's being supported by Allen and Shipley, which didn't really fill you with confidence, Dean, that we were going to go out and kind of attack QPR really. Absolutely not. You know, I mean, I think not playing Callum O'Hare is a little bit of a mistake and it tells you everything that you need to know, isn't it? Really, he's, he's been our key asset going forward this season. Um, it kind of just felt like we were just going to set off a point and, and to get that front three to chase every last ball and hope something would inevitably drop. Um, for me, I, I question the selection of both Shipley and, and Allen, to be honest. Um, they've both had chances this season, haven't produced anywhere near the quality that's been needed. Um, I don't. I don't really know if it was just Robbins wanting to utilise the squad with a busy, busy mm. period, uh, or that he's seen something to warrant their inclusion. But for me, those two especially haven't been at the races so far this season for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, it was only two minutes in, and we found ourselves a goal down. I think we we mentioned that Chair was going to be a tricky customer down the left, but you know it was a, it was a good bit of play from him. But when that ball came in, it we almost looked kind of shell shocked, Dave. Yeah, although you know it's by far not the worst goal we've conceded this season. Right. It's it's some decent play by QPR, and they've got the overlap, um, which you know we've done ourselves numerous times this season. Got across and you know been beat to it, um, and it's a good goal. And to be honest, it, it kind of needed the post to help it in as well. So yeah, it it was just a really good goal and yeah they obviously came out of the traps really quickly and we were of course were properly shell-shocked and it's always difficult isn't it when you concede so early on in a game to to not think you know how are we gonna step up and and, and get a result here so but it, you know at the same time it wasn't the worst goal we've conceded this season and it was it was a, a, a decent team team goal by QPR so um, yeah we definitely were left properly shell-shocked and 
uh, with a big uphill task. Mm. Yeah. And one of the other positives was obviously Morosi coming back into the side and he made a really good save from a Charlie Austin header, didn't he, Dean, to, to keep it at 1-0? Yeah, and we're at sixes and sevens at the back again. Um, I mean, their sort of attack t- attacking on, on the wings was was superb in this game. The little triangles they made, uh, they made us look silly at, at times. But yeah, the Morosi save was pretty much point blank, wasn't it, from, from Charlie Austin? Well, um, he was helped, obviously, with, with Austin heading it sort of straight down his throat, but he still has to make the save, and it was a strong palm away as well. Um, I thought Charlie Austin had a had a really su- superb game mm. um, against us. So, you know, he's he's a talented player, and he's he's much better than what what QPR uh, can offer him. But you look at the difference there. QPR brought in the likes of Charlie Austin during January, and he's he's managed to to pull that team away from from any relegation trouble. And, and we obviously haven't got the the assets to to do that, but. That shows the type of player he is. He can he can change games completely. And I thought he was outstanding in this game, Charlie Austin. Yeah, just goes to show the sort of golf when we're playing these types of teams, doesn't it? Even though they're not many points ahead of us in the league, they've just got that extra bit of bit of quality and, and championship experience that we we perhaps don't have at times. Absolutely, and and you mentioned Ilya Share before. Again, I thought he was outstanding. He's been he's been a really bright spark over the last couple of weeks for for QPR. Mm, I don't think he'll be player. there next next season um i think he's probably destined for for better things but um yeah they i mean i thought after they just tore us apart they really scored us but we made them look good didn't we in that first 15 minutes hmm. we gave them so much space yeah really they were just off, attacking it attacking at will and everything they sort of created you know it it led to an opportunity on goal and you know if it wasn't for morosi and a few blocks here and there and some poor finishing from there. It could have been four or five by 15 minutes, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to mention on on Morosi, Dave, that, um, you know, it's, <laughs> he had a decent game despite the scoreline and obviously the third goal, which we'll come on to. I actually thought he had, a, he had a pretty decent game, made some decent saves and it's good to see him back to sort of the Marco that we know and I think he's going to be a really important player for us for the rest of the season. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we speak so much, don't we, about the keep the keeper debate's been huge um especially in the latter part of the the season um yeah really poor for the third goal but it, like dean said it could have been could have been four or five within the first 15 if um you know the the, the header from charlie austin that was on target and was with pace a uh, good good save and and um i think there was another one down to his to his left wasn't it on his by uh his feet yeah, so yeah. you know he made some really good saves and i think he wasn't he wasn't overly helped out you know people seemed at free will to be able to get shots off or um you know we backed off so much when i relook at the highlights we seem to be just backing off and mm. yeah i think rosie did a decent job um to keep it down to as as um you know as low as the final score was but definitely still questions um especially with that third goal yeah definitely. you know because if it was nil nil it could have mean all the difference right we talked yeah, about individual areas and, and, and they're the sort of things that we've got to cut out. That was a, a really simple save. Mm. And Dean, talk us through the second goal for them because it, it obviously the ball came across and it just seemed like quite a strange header from, from Michael Rose. Yeah, I think he gets a little bit scored here, to be honest. Mm. You know, man in front, man behind, bit of pressure from, from either side and he just tries to to make a, some kind of contact with the ball and unfortunately he his, his jump isn't high enough and it glances off the top of the head. Um, but you know, you know, you question whether people should be on on the post as well. If someone mm. was on the back post, could we have cleared that? Um, and it's it's that zonal marking, isn't it? The system, um, 
simple as that, really. Um, and yeah, poor, poor, poor goal to concede, and that was it. It was lights out at that point. You, you, you kind of knew it at that stage. We weren't going to score one, let alone two goals. Yeah, exactly. It did feel like game over. Obviously, we made the triple change in the second half, and it felt like there was a slight improvement, Dave. But at the same time, you did feel like the game had kind of slipped away a bit. Yeah, but just a very odd, you know, that felt like it had to happen because it was almost, you know, a very odd lineup. Um, for me, anyway, I think it was a very odd lineup. And that was probably proven by the fact that we sort of triggered, made those those changes. But we've said it, haven't we, so many times this, this season that if a team's tuned it up, then you're probably going to look a bit better and you're probably going to have a little bit more of the ball because. Yeah, of course. It, the, the game's probably you know, dead and buried by, by that point. Um, but yeah, no, it's, you know, it's nice to see that the, the players came on that, you know, a, a bit of improvement and a bit, a bit more movement and, uh, you know, a little bit more like the, the Coventry we've, we've seen this season. Hmm. But why, why were them changes made so late? I mean, half time is your opportunity to make those changes, you know, that chance to regroup and nothing happening at half time to, to me was just mind boggling. It kind of lures the team into a false sense of security as if they've played well that first half. Mm, yeah. You've got to start barking some orders and making changes so it shows the team that the performance was not good enough. And then when they come out, their body language is absolutely atrocious again. Um, and, you know, I just I just question whether Mark Robbins has got that tactical nous to, you know, to change things up, really, when it's mm. needed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He does, he, he's not one to make half-time subs, is he, Dean, really? We I don't know, can't... Remember many this season, to be honest. Might it's all too safe, or, isn't it? That's the thing. Yeah. No, I mean, no one ever gets anywhere by being too safe. You look at the teams who survived last season, Barnsley, Luton, they change things up. I'm not asking to, for a change of manager. Don't get me wrong. That's that's completely out of the question and, and stupid to even think that. But change the system, change the personnel. Um, you know, those are the types of changes you, you can make. You know, bring someone from the youth team in. And get and give them a start, you know, or give them a, an appearance from from the bench, you know. I I just it's just too safe, and you never get anywhere by by being safe for me. Mm. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really good point, Dean. And um, Cher again made a brilliant run, um, kind of got got kind of almost around the defence, but his shot at Morosi wasn't great. It's right at him, but Morosi just sort of made a mess of it, didn't he? Yeah, and it kind of summed up the game, didn't it? You know, yeah. he, he had a free free opportunity to run from 40, 50 yards out, um, got a shot on goal. And for all of Morosi's um, good points in this game, you know, he, he should be making that that kind of save. But yeah, that kind of summed up the day. And it, again, again, it was it was curtains at that point. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, normally we, we would pick a man of the match at this point. It's probably not the best game to do that, but... Dean, is there anyone you'd sort of pick out who who impressed you that that was the sort of the best of the bad bunch? I thought Josh Eccles when he came on was was superb, to be honest. Um, and it says a lot for his twenty minute cameo that he was the best player on in a sky blue shirt. He made some really really good passes, really nice shot on goal, a couple of interceptions. His position in play was was pretty good um, for that cameo. So I like you say, Tom. I don't think we can give him out of the match to be honest, but no. Um, sort of a, a thumbs up or a high five, shall we say, to, to Josh Eccles yeah. for me. What is it you say, Dave? The tallest dwarf. Well, that's it, isn't it? But, you know, <laughs> say, saying that, we, we, you know, Morosi's made some really top stops and he's probably probably edged it, which is madness really, isn't it, on a, the man of match. And yeah, a special mention, like um, Dean said, uh, for, for Josh Eccles, who, who um, showed a bit of spark and um, yeah, 
decent performance. Yeah, but a, a bitterly disappointing day at the office for the Sky Blues. And I think what made it even worse was obviously Birmingham beating Swansea in the late game, which I don't think anyone really expected, Dave. That that really sort of topped off a, a bad, bad day for the Sky Blues. Yeah, exactly. And look, it's because it's it feels like water under the bridge now and, and we've come out of the other side of it. It's hard to, you know, looking back on it of how you felt after that game. But I think you know, even the most ardent of, of Coventry fan and the most optimistic um, would have been, you know, I think thinking the worst after that QPR fixture. There was not enough fight, um, not enough, you know, just just looked like you say we were shell shocked. We did. We just we looked void of any sort of idea. And I think it's, you know, it goes down as one of the worst performances of the season. And that's not what you need, is it, when you're about to, to get into a, um, you know, or continue a relegation scrap. And I think that really brought it home for the fans. So, you know, luckily we're going to go on to talk about better um, performances. But yeah, after that and after the Birmingham result, you just, you f- really did fear the worst. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Sky Blues hosted Bristol City on Easter Monday in a vitally important game. Fortunately, with six changes made by Mark Robbins, the Sky Blues were able to put in a very strong performance and come away with all three points. Um, Dave, what were the match stats for this one? Yeah, funny enough, 44% possession uh, again. 15 shots versus their six. Um, I think that shows, you know, that we were we're, we're pretty much on on um, on their heels really. 33% shot accuracy versus their 50. 283 passes versus 362. Seven interceptions versus four, 14 tackles apiece, um, and 76 duels won uh, versus their 70 for, uh, 71. So we did we did win that that battle. And obviously, with the team news, six changes made. I think much needed, really, Dean. Absolutely, Mark Robbins doing his best impression of four here with Stormbreaker just <laughs> ripping the axe around the uh, the squad. Sorry, a little bit of a, a geeky. Uh, <laughs> Geeky mention for four there, but yeah, absolutely much needed. You know, something needed to change. You, you can't, you know, go with the same sort of setup and, and line up as, as we did on, on Friday. Um, and it was very much a Twitter 11, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, you look say. at everybody who's been speaking over the weekend, pretty much name the side, but I don't think we expected to set up as we did. Um, mm. I think we probably, as, as fans, we probably, more than likely wanted to see a, a sort of four at the back with a diamond and then, and then the top top with um, with O'Hare in behind. But um, it, that wasn't to be. But yeah, six changes was was much needed. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and great to see Eccles making his debut. Um, I think Dean, Dean and I mentioned it on the live. It's been, it's been quite tough for the youngsters this year to break through, um, especially in the championship where, you know, the level is just much, much higher. Um, pleasing to see that, Dave. Yeah, exactly. No, well, that's it, isn't it? We've got some really, really good uh, youth um, in 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 the squad, but it's very difficult. We, you know, we always we said about picking a Twitter eleven. You know, Twitter would lose its head if if you started throwing the likes of um, Eccles in there earlier on in the season. I think, and you know, Will Papaga. We've we've spoke about so much on the podcast. It's it's really really tough because you need to have an as as an assured team, don't you, in the championship as possible. And it's a big step up in every single game is so vital that it's a, it's a bit cool but yeah great to see him, him make his debut and uh, you know that will hopefully spur on a lot of the other youngsters as well to, to think that you know there's a future at, at Coventry and that they'll get their chance hmm. and 
Dean, what did you make to the system? You just mentioned it then, but um, it obviously worked very well on the day. Um, what, what what do you think was so good about, about the system we played? I think it's because McCallum and Eccles basically played as wingers in that midfield rather mm-hmm. than wing backs. They were they were so much further forward to to deal with Semenyo, who I thought had a good game, um, and and Naki Wells. Um, they they sort of took away their 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 two threats with with their pace really. Uh, but yeah, I mean it was very surprising. I I mean you immediately thought pass was right back, Fads and Ostergaard and McCallum at left back with a flat back four, but that mm. wasn't to be. And even more surprising was Pask on the the left side of that. Um, of that of that back three, I don't yeah. think he's got a left foot. Um, I haven't seen it. Um, we haven't seen much of his right foot either, to be honest. But <laughs> I thought he had a really really good game in in that position, um, as 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 seen by his his six point nine rating. Um, I thought he played really really well. Josh Eccles also played really 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 well. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of worked. And you know, you've got to give kudos to to Matt Robbins at, at this point. He's not he's not the type to completely changed things but he did and and to his credit it paid off yeah absolutely it did pay off and we love an early goal at St Andrews don't we Dave 10 minutes in a long throw in we love love to see the long throws and really good instinct from Ostergaard to, to volley it in we've been saying I think me and Dean said on the live as well that it felt like it was coming a goal for him he's always in the right sort of areas in attacking positions and great to see him get that goal Dave yeah, definitely. And I think that's one been one of the key problems this season is we're not first at a second ball. We definitely mm. weren't against QPR and a lot of the fixtures this season we've sort of given teams some sometimes almost too much respect. Um and other teams obviously like Brentford, we've 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 battered them and that's exactly what we did here. Teams aren't that great defensively in this league and when you start to launch balls into the box they get nervy and they get shaky and there you go that's that's exactly what we got from from that and that long throw from Sam McCallum was a, a real pain in you know in in their side all game wasn't it yeah exactly and not long after that we had an absolutely brilliant chance forgotten to make it to Dean um lovely yeah. bit of play but a, a brilliant save by their keeper wasn't it yeah, I think that's one of the best saves I've, I've probably seen this season against us, for sure. Um, lovely interplay um, on the counter-attack. Um, nice pass from O'Hare. Got him back inside. And, OK, he is kind of towards the keeper. He doesn't curl it as much as I, I suspect he wanted to, but keeper still got to make a save. And, yeah, brilliant save. On, on I think it was onto the post, wasn't it? Yeah, onto um, the post, yeah. And then, yeah, it was great to see Callum also follow up. And if you yeah. notice, when Callum... Um, passes the ball to, to God and his immediate thought is now to go around the back of the three defenders and, you know, potentially pick up something at the back post, which yeah, he did. Parry, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he was, and he was so close to, to slotting that in. Um, and I kind of feel for him a little bit because he, you know, it's, it's not really going his way in front of goal, is it? Um, Callum O'Hare. But he's having to... a go, isn't he? You know, yeah. he, he had a, he had a fair few goes and that, I think that's, that was refreshing to see. I think actually that he did do that. I think in many a time he would have crossed, would have crossed that when it came back, you know, and, and sort of fizzed it across, but you know, the shot outside and of the box as well. It's just nice to see him, you know, confident enough to take on, take them on because they're going to come, you know, they are yeah. going to come for him. It'll click at some point, won't it? There's, you know, I think we mentioned Raheem Sterling a couple of times on the pod that he used to have that problem, didn't he? Of um, not always sort of finishing his chances. But I think if you just keep having a go, it's something that will 
that will click at some point. He just needs think. to shoot more, doesn't he? You know, I know it sounds ridiculous, but if you don't shoot, you're not going to score. And I think that he is such a great link-up player that a lot of his, his game and his, his role revolves about that. But, you know, as soon as he got the ball and he, he turned side on that one, but he, he just fizzed wide, That you know, that's what you want to see from him because he does get in those pockets of space. So, um, yeah, you know, great for it to see him taking some shots. Yeah. And Dave, how worried were you when Gordon went down injured? It's always a worry when God and goes down injured, isn't it? Um, Horrible. But I, f- I felt a bit like, you know, when they asked us to pray on David Beckham's foot um, <laughs> before the World Cup, I was about to get a picture yeah. of Matty Gordon's foot Spoons on the bent screen. all around the yeah. house. Just get a call on, on just, Yuri Geller. That image in my head of just him sat on the floor. Oh, like, it was curtains, his, wasn't it? You must admit, I think everyone felt this is, this is it, it's curtains. And it felt like it's curtains for the season for me. Like at the time, I was like, that looks like if it is a reoccurrence, then not good news um, because it was it was so worrying. But um, he played on and, and yeah. we're thankful we did. And, and I, I don't know if you lads have heard anything about whether he, he is absolutely fine. I know he carried on, but presuming that everything's okay and nothing's been reported with an injury. I've not heard, heard anything, anything, no. Um, so a bit of a break, fine. isn't it, as well? So, Yeah, fingers, fingers crossed everything's fine there. Um, How did he do it, that, though? How did he just come back from absolutely nowhere? Yeah. Yeah, again, well, I, I don't know. bring up the Jesus analogy. He looked like he rose from the dead. Well, it makes you wonder whether, like, because he's had it so often, he's sort of almost overly... Do you know what I mean? He's he's almost he's paranoid cautious. about it, yeah. maybe, and so are the physios as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know how accurate Clive's um, reporting was, but he was saying that the, the physios looked really worried at one point and stuff. So, have you just questioned whether Clive's got accuracy <laughs> in his reporting? I was say, <laughs> did you, did mean, you hear? He, he summed up the end of the game as not Forest, didn't he? So, yeah, uh, yeah. it's going to be difficult to see if he can see the worried looks of. Um, you know the the managerial staff on the yeah. side, but uh, Did you yeah, see that? you're probably right. I think maybe they do. As soon as he goes down, they're going to be thinking, ah, oh, you know, what's gone? What's gone? Is it is it a reoccurrence? And what's gone? Yeah, now? exactly. Um, and it was a brilliant save by Morosi from Naki Wells to keep us in the lead, Dean. Yeah, it was a lovely play from from Bristol. Probably the first time they got him really behind us. Uh, I think it was Semenyo, and that's Josh Pask is his fault. To be honest, he was just on the wrong side, but. No, that's that's going to happen. It's not his natural position. Um, let's let's be honest. But an absolute first class save by by Morosi. You know, made himself big. Yeah. And and Fads there to to mop up the danger, on the second opportunity uh, they had. Uh, yeah. But an absolute brilliant stop. And that's something in Morosi's lock. He's got that shot stopping ability. And that's where yeah. I think he he's better than Ben Wilson in that regard for his shot stopping. Uh, for for sure for me. Um, but yeah, an absolutely fantastic save. And at, and at that point, Bristol was just slightly coming back into the game as well. So it's so important to to keep keep our our, our net clear um, and and Bristol getting on the on the score sheet because it could have been a different game if, if that had gone in. Yeah, it was a key moment. And talking of Clive, was it was it Henri Lansbury that came on at half time, Dave? It was, um, <laughs> but it just it, look. We said about the finances, haven't we, in football? And it's just it, you know these type of players that come on. 
you know, we'd love to be able to probably bring a player on like that. And I, I think Bristol City played in in part some really good football. I thought they played some mm. some really nice football. They just couldn't couldn't quite make it click in the, in the final third. But um, and I think he, you know, he had a, a decent game when he came on. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's incredible, isn't it? That uh, Henri, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to more uh, accents anyway going forward. Oh, we we had uh, we had Carl Walker, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'll raise yeah. your Henri Lansbury for, for Carl yeah. Walker. <laughs> Top trumps. Yeah. But no, they've got some good players, like you say, like Danny Simpson as well. I mean, mm-hmm. Premier League winner, you know. Um, Listen, player. at the start of the season, these were one of the favourites to go off. Of course up. they were. Of course they were. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we played them the opening game this season. They looked electric yeah. at times in that game, especially from the off. I mean, they scored in 36 seconds, for God's sake, you know? That's the thing. They still that's, they still showed that they could move the ball around. There's just obviously something not, you know, not quite quite mm. right is there at the moment. But still, you know, a very, yeah, like you say, Dean, it's, it's, it's got to be mentioned. It's a real decent scalp, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And we'll talk about the penalty as obviously another really key moment in the, in the game. It was a great ball through by O'Hare. And I'm pretty convinced it was a penalty, Dean. What do you think? I don't, I don't think it was, if I'm honest. I don't think there's really? any contact. Um, oh, I, I, just, I, I think he I think he um he buys it to be honest. Uh, but, but if you watch what the... he does well, he, he comes across the defender. So yeah. you know that's well, all he had to, though. That's where the ball was going, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think Tom said it was a good ball. I thought it was a poor ball, you know, it was well, it, it, away it was from away goal. from the goal. Yeah, it, it it was, but he had to go that way. And it, it is no, I just I can't see how he can control knowing that the defender he was, you know, it wasn't like he was turning round at the time. His his head was fully in front, and it's just clipped. It's it's a really unfortunate one, though, isn't it? It's really mm. unfortunate. But then, how many of them have we we given this season? Yeah, I was yeah. literally just about to say it. Yeah, you know, it's about time one went in our favour. I just oh. think it's very 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 clever from from Walker to be honest. I think it's the extra two steps he takes that makes me feel like there's no real contact there um yeah but it, i mean it, the reaction of the bristol players said it for me because they didn't really protest yeah. at all much yeah and you'd go mad if you hadn't in comparison it's a like stone that. wall to wilson's in norwich any chance to bring that up again but it you know it is and in, in comparison to that it's an absolute stonewall penalty for me so yeah i mean if, if you're not protesting for that then i mean i know they're probably less you know they're safe and everything but you really are giving up on the season aren't you so yeah, and, anyway. and a great, great finish by by Godden as well. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't miss many, does he? Has he missed one in the cuff shirt penalty? Absolutely no. ferocious I strike. Remember, oh. but, no, but let's yeah. not let's not curse it because if we get one away at Rotherham, we'll need him to score it as well. But yeah, um, that, I mean, that that'll do the world of confidence for him as well. Getting mm. back on the score sheet, getting the aeroplane back out um, as well. Yeah, uh, whilst most most flights are grounded at the moment, uh, so yeah, it's good to see. The, the God and Airways are alive and kicking. He, he gave us a real boost, and he not in just the fact that he scored the penalty, but I think he's just, I think he's a lot sharper. I think the one twos and stuff that he plays and the link up play, it's that much quicker. And although it looks like, you know, Biamu and stuff will be we doing that usually, I just think he, he makes things happen that little bit quicker. I don't know. I just thought we looked a little bit more smarter and switched on up top with, with him up there leading mm. the line. Yeah, way more active as well. You know, yeah. him, and, him and O'Hara have got a really, really good understanding, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when they're both on the pitch, I, I really think that gives us more of an opportunity to do things in the final third. Yeah, um, I agree. And, and we did it so much quicker. And I think that's, it, it only looks like a split second on screen, but, you know, at full tilt in a football match, that that often is, is 
you know, makes a difference, doesn't it? That's why the teams like Bournemouth and, and that and Norwich blow teams away because they're just that split second quicker, aren't they, than their opponents. And I think for me, Godden gives us that. And I think it elevated Walker's performance as yeah, well. He's probably yeah, looked yeah. at those two and thought, you know, I've really got to put in a shift in here. And he and he did, I think that's the biggest shift he's put in in a, in a cough shirt, to be mm. honest. Um, he was full of running at times and, you know, took up some really, really good positions and interlinked really well. Battled so as well. He went out yeah. for a lot of headers and he won a lot yeah. in, in the air. So it was a really good day from the, from the front three. And we're going to need that yeah. some kind of tenacity um, and, and battle up the top and the pitch towards the end of the season. Yeah, definitely. And it wouldn't be Coventry City without a nervy finish, would it, Dave? Um, obviously not the best pass back from Matty James, but again, a, another sort of mistake from Fads, wasn't it really? And Aki Wells just has an easy finish. It's just unacceptable, isn't it? It's just, it's awful. Like, from, I don't... From, from Fads or from James? Well, from Fads. Like, it's no, no, you know, you're not looking, you're not... Mm. There's, there was not really any major, major pressure. I know it was a bit hospital and a bit short, but I don't know. Just we seem to panic, don't we, so much in in certain situations. And it, but it's just it's it's re- it, for me it's really poor. And like I I don't I wouldn't expect to see that on. Look, people make mistakes, and there's no point no point getting wrapped up on it. And you know, going off like a, a madman. But I just I just think that. These are the types of things, you know, the Morosi third goal in QPR, on QPR, that again here and, and other times this season, whether it be Rose, Fads, these are the things that we, like Dean said, at times we played such good football and there's been a lot of results that have only not just gone our way. And these are the types of things that we need to really sort out. And, yeah, you know, all being well, we we stay up in the summer. This this is the sort of stuff we've got to, we've got to stamp out because it it's that's what's put us in in, in the shit. If we're honest, you know, I mm. think it, I think if we'd have taken more chances and we'd have been less naive, I think we would have been well out of the well well out of sight of relegation by now. Um, yeah. But because we haven't, and because we do this, yes, you could see that's why we're a you know a League One side that's gone into the championship, but. It's just it makes it such a difficult, and this was exactly the same. And I just, it's just unacceptable. And I think you know we've got to really start to cut that out because teams are going to know that. Um, and it just must be so hard for the team. You know, it must be so, so just such a, a buzzkill. You know, when we 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 sort of shoot ourselves in the foot so much. Mm, yeah, exactly. And like you say, yeah, we've definitely got to cut it out for the rest of the season. Luckily for this game, it didn't matter because a lovely move and a lovely finish by Vic to kill the game off, Dean. Yeah, there was a nervous few minutes, wasn't it, between in between those goals. Um, it kind, you kind of felt like the Fads mistake had played on everyone else's mind because we started mm. to make more mistakes at that point. Mm. Um, so it was quite nervous, yeah, but a brilliant break. Um, it wasn't a foul. I, I'm not sure what the, the, the Bristol fans are on about, thinking it was a, a foul on the left-hand side. Um, and then, yeah, lovely, lovely work again. I think it was Walker on the right-hand side into into O'Hare. Great touch to, to bring it into control as well. The ball was behind him and and laid on a plate for Vic and, and he couldn't miss. Um, but yeah, that was that was sort of a game set match at that point and a huge relief. You could, you could just sense it, couldn't you? A massive relief. Yeah. Not just with the players, but through the fans as well. It just... A real big sigh of relief from, especially for me. I was just like looking to the heavens and saying thank Huge, you very much. It? Huge, yeah, absolutely enormous. Um, man of the match, Dave. Um, 
Ostergaard, I think, um, you know, scored. He made um, so many sort of aerial challenges and he was he was so solid throughout. I think um, he was the who scored, you know, man match anyway. And yeah, he was solid and a really, really good performance. And, it, it, you know, it showed what it meant to, to him, actually, um, because I think, you know, he, he, he did really show like a lot of emotion. And even when like Jokeres scored, he he looked more excited that Jokeres has scored than Jokeres. <laughs> it was really odd, but um, so yeah, that was nice to see because it's nice to see that from a lone player because we're going to need that. Let's be honest um, for the remainder of the season. So yeah, it would be uh, Ostergaard for me. Yeah, and some some good comments from him in the paper today as well. You know, around him being disappointed with some of his misses and things and frustrations over the season. You can tell that he he really cares, doesn't he, Dave? Yeah, I mean, we, it's going to be really, really difficult to, to keep him. I don't think we will, to be honest. I think he's shown enough that, you know, there'll be teams that have got bigger budgets and um, sniffing around him. I think he's probably, what, two two mil, probably, around that mark. So um, I, I wouldn't get too excited about him being but, at Coventry City next season. But, you know, you, know you never know. If, it, if they don't sell, then he may go back on loan. He's he's definitely not the finished article ready for the Premiership. If, um, or, you know, so he's just not the finished article, is he? So um, yeah. he could go back out on loan, but I I don't think he'll be a player that will be able to um, attract as a as an actual, you know, contractual. Interesting. Yeah, I, I I think we've got an all right chance of getting him, to be honest, just because I don't think he's ready for Brighton yet. And, and I, I, yeah, I just feel like it could be a good, good timing for us to, to possibly get him. And he's obviously enjoying the club, but yeah. We'll Is he out of happens. contract with Brighton? I, th- I think so. Yeah. I'm not sure. Could be it. Um, but so. yeah, I mean, if he comes back on, on loan, I mean, it's always, you know, we've seen that with... with um, McCallum, haven't we? And so, you know, we could we could definitely see him come back alone. I just I'm just not sure we'll we'll be able to get that signature, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, Time we'll see what tell. happens. Uh Dean, man of the match? Yeah, I can't really shy away from Ostergaard either, but I want to give special mentions to, to Massey James. I thought again, um very composed uh, performance from him. And Eccles, you know, coming into the side into an unfamiliar position at, at right wing back as um, as we alluded to, I thought he had a really, really good game. Turned into Brock, uh, prime David Beckham at a couple of periods with some outstanding yeah, crosses. Lovely cross, wasn't it? The one he, he sort of just dink, dinked over and that that's nice to see because we're, we're definitely going to need that. I think there was three or four, Dave, if I'm honest, that were, yeah. that were really good. And, you know, if we just had that little bit of now sort of up the top of the pitch, then it could have been even more. So, yeah, really good um performance from him and you know it was a day shy of his 21st birthday as well so to put in that kind of performance on your debut in the championship uh, was was superb from him mm, yeah and obviously the other big positive was Rotherham getting thumped by Wickham which I don't think many people are expecting um, that that loss and obviously our win what, what does that do to the relegation picture for you Dean? Well it gets Wickham back involved doesn't it? <laughs> Everyone thought they <laughs> were dead, dead, dead and buried but They've had an absolutely fantastic weekend. Um, and I, I mean, I would love it if they, they stayed up. I'd absolutely love it, but obviously not in place of place of us. But if they could make the <laughs> cool, great escape, um, what, what, what an outstanding achievement that would be. But I think for them, they're pretty much, they're, they're probably too far away. But yeah, the Rotherham not getting any anything from that game uh, was, was, was massive. Yeah. All weekend, yeah. Um, so, you know, there's still that that seven point gap. It just it yeah. just shows that game against them. 
A week it on just, Thursday is going to be absolutely massive. Yeah. It sort of put it in perspective a bit for me because like as disappointed as we were with the QPR game, it just goes to show that our, if you take the weekend, the two games, you win one, you lose one. We've got three points. They got zero points. You know, the, it kind of makes the QPR game a little bit irrelevant, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's just like get, getting wins is what we need and we probably need, what, two or three more or something like that. So, But we have spoken about how much we need to be the makers of our own destiny in this in this season. Yeah, we can't rely on other results. Yeah, um, I agree with you. And, you know, we're still, we've still got, what, seven games left. Uh, I still think we need four points from somewhere. Um, I, I, I think we'll get them. Um, but it, I, don't, I don't know where, if I'm honest, but I think we will get those there's four points to take us to 46. And I think that'll, that'll be a safe. Um, I can't see Sheffield Wednesday. I know they had a good result on, on Sunday, but um, I can't see them getting four better results than us in the remaining seven games. They'd have to go gun-ho to, to get those. Um, and, and Rotherham are just going to be absolutely cream-crackered after this four games in nine days they've got to play. So um, it's, it's looking a bit a bit better in, in terms of the table for sure. Yeah. So Dean, you reckon four points, Dave, what, what are your thoughts? Have you been doing some, some calculations over the last Go on, Carol Vorderman. 24 hours? Uh, yeah, Rachel <laughs> Riley actually, but, um, it's... Oh, you're so new school, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or even Joe Lysett on the, uh, eight out of 10 counts. But no, I think, um, if, if it's four, I can definitely see us getting that. Uh, mm. I, I honestly think it's if we're back in a little bit back in the driving seat, dependent on obviously Rotherham and how they react to such a you know relentless um, schedule. And, and like you say, that's going to be that's going to be the key. Um, but I think it looks like we've got to go to Rotherham and get something. Um, yeah, we have. Yeah, you know, and I I don't know if I can see three points. That's that's the issue. But that's got to be the game. If we I think if we get three points against Rotherham, I think we're we're we're, I think we're done and dusted. Uh, to be honest, because I think we'll possibly get a draw against Barnsley at home. I think we've you know on the back of what we saw um, on Monday, I think um, we could definitely get something against Barnsley. And I think you look at even Huddersfield away, you could possibly get something there. Uh, and I do think Millwall at home on the final game of the season, I think they're going to be playing for absolutely nothing. They've got Stoke, Brentford, Swans, Swansea, I think, um, Watford. Um, they've got some really tough games. And I think their next four is some is ridiculous. Bournemouth, sorry. So they've got, they've got like the main teams in their next four fixtures, which after those four fixtures, they're going to be playing for nothing, even though at the moment they, te- they they look like they could be chasing, but I think they'll be playing for nothing come the end of the season. And I think, you know, we've beaten once and last game of the season, knowing it would, you know, we'd need it. I think we'll, we'll get a win. Um, worst case scenario, they go on a storming run now, beat a lot of the play- teams that are around them and, and, and sneak into the playoffs and, and need that. I last- mean, they have won three in a row. Yeah, no, exactly. They're 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 doing really really well. I just think that that they we might be lucky that they've they've for some you know the weird way that fixture turned out for for Millwall that they'll be playing for probably nothing come the end of the season. But it all depends on those four fixtures. But they've got some some big ones. Yeah, Watford, Swansea. It, it, you know they they got to. You'd hope that that they'll be sort of you know just making up the uh, the games by then. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. 
The Sky Blues travel to the South Coast on Saturday to take on Bournemouth, who, despite having a relatively good season, have slipped up at home to some teams in the bottom half of the table. In the reverse fixture back in October, the Sky Blues did, of course, slip to a 3-1 defeat, with Gus Hamer getting a straight red card. Um, Dean, what can we expect from Bournemouth this time around? Oh, who knows, Dave? To us, um, <laughs> Tom, sorry. Um, they're such an odd team. I mean, you look at, I mean, you look back at the game against them early in the season, and and they absolutely bullied us, destroyed us, outworked, outgamed. Um, it was just a really, really good performance from from that Bournemouth scene. That obviously we've spoke about them numerous times with the stars they've got in that side. Uh, but we we've got to be under no illusions. This is a a top Bournemouth team who are, are fighting for for one of those playoff positions. I think they're they're pretty much out of it to to go automatically. So the playoffs are what they're fighting for at the moment. They've they've won the last three games um, as well. They're they've, they're free scoring the second highest scoring um, in the division. So that doesn't bode well for our leaky defence. Um, let's yeah. be honest. And you know they've got players really really coming into form now. Uh, Billing is is probably been a key asset over the past four or five games for them. He looks like a you know, the 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 guy they thought they they put, brought in from Huddersfield. So he's coming into form. You know, Jefferson Lerma still a top quality player. Um and and they're scoring goals with the likes of Solanke and and Stanislas is is chipping in and Hanan Danjuma as well. It's just it's gonna be a really, really tough, tough ask, that's for sure. Mm. How do they sort of set up typically Dean? They're just very free flowing. I mean, they I mean, Lerma sits, and then everyone else sort of just goes for it. You know, um, they're, they're quite flashy. Um, they play balls through through gaps, nice triangles. They keep the ball a lot as well. I think they're like the third or fourth highest possession based team in the division as well. Um, so we're, we're going to sort of be chasing shadows quite a bit in this match, yeah. I, I would imagine. Uh, and we, I, what I feel we need to do is be a bit aggressive. Mm. You know. You know, we need to have a bit of bite in this game, which, you know, Hamer obviously was sent off, as you alluded to, yeah. early in the season for, for for being probably a bit too aggressive at times. But I think that's what we need to do. Um, and one thing they're not very good at is is defending set pieces, which if we can bring those dangerous set pieces, which I think, you know, have, have come out of our game recently, especially over the last sort of 10 games, I know we scored um, on Saturday from, from a long throw-in, but if we could bring... A couple of those back into the fold. I think we've got a really good opportunity to score from from those set pieces. So, um, like I say, a tough ask. It's just going it's going to be down to whether we want to want to perform or not. If we perform to the to the capabilities that, that we've shown at times this season, we might come away with with a result. Hmm. Sounds like a difficult game, Dave. But you know, after yesterday's win, we can definitely go there full of confidence. Yeah, I mean, there's, the pressure is all on them, really. And I know that sounds mad in a relegation scrap, but you, you know, you, you can't you can't be expecting really to be getting uh, much away at, at Bournemouth. But it's interesting because, like Dean said, they've they have you know they look like they're 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 you know going to be be going back for the playoffs, and and that's why you know it's important for them to to get results. But you look at some of their last fixtures, and they've won at three one against Borough. 2-0 in the in the late last fixture um against Blackburn but when you watch those games actually 
the teams actually reminded me a little bit of us that they they kind of laid down a little bit they gave they did give them um you know kind of give the goals away if i'm honest and it was a lot of there was a lot of mistakes errors um i think twinned with the fact that bournemouth just play at such a high pace that it almost you know ricochets and can go anywhere and they seem to be live to it and i think that's what we've got to do we've just got to like you say go there full of confidence be difficult get in their faces have a high press yes they're going to move it really quickly but you know make those fouls where you can make the fouls and and just because the games that i've seen they seem to just be second you know the second third ball even fourth they seem to be first to it every time and i think that that's what they they rely on and uh yeah the teams they've played have, have, have made mistakes but like dean said they they don't defend that well from set pieces and, and airily they're not they're not great so if we can start to make that a little bit more airily physical and with Gordon in there, you know, I think that will would we'll, we'll probably see some joy. Yeah, and on the Sky Blue side, are you expecting any changes for this Dean, or do you think Robbins will will stick with a similar lineup and system as as we did in the Bristol City game? Oh, it's a million dollar question, that Tom. Um, it's it's difficult to predict because if he goes in with the same mindset as he did against QPR, where he, he probably didn't think we were going to get anything from that game, then. He'll ring the changes, um, and I think that's that's not the right thing to do. We, you know, Dave said there we need to go in with full of confidence, and the only way we could do that is with an unchanged team. Um, I, I don't think he will. I think he'll change at least something. I think he'll. He's he'll, gonna He'll bring. I've, I think he'll bring <laughs> he Josh can't Eccles help out. No, he can't. No, <laughs> I think he'll bring Eccles out. Uh, he might play Pask um, at sort of that right wing back um, position. To, to, to deal with their threats on the wing. It's just very difficult to see what he's going to do. Uh, but yeah, like Dave said, he just can't help himself, can he? He, he has to, he has to you know, change something for for Maybe. no reason or another. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I personally wouldn't change anything. Let's just go there with the same attitudes we had on, on, uh, on, on Monday. And let's see what we can pick up. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's this strange time of the season where you know, we might catch Bournemouth on a on a on an off day. You yeah, know, there's pressure on a them, lot of pressure there? on them. Yeah, Massive huge. pressure. I mean, you look at they've had a dismal season. Really, they th- they thought they were challenging for the title. That's yeah, what they yeah. come in. Yeah, their Poor expectation um, was to to come in and challenge for a title this season, and and they haven't been at the races for for large periods. So, can we catch them off guard again? And, and as ri- ridiculous as it sounds, that's you know the longer this game goes on the more desperate obviously going to become and you know state the obvious but it it is isn't it if we go down to an early goal it i think it will be curtains and like you say free throw and bournemouth will, will brush it aside but the longer it goes on the more pressure is is on them of course to 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 get points for that promotion we just have to match their performance you yeah. know they'll have some standout performances for sure but if we can match them or at least put the effort in to match them then there's no reason why we can't come out with some kind of result from this. Um, we just need to to go there with real grit and determination, and and the mindset that we can, you know, pull up pull off a what would be a shot result. Yeah, would you definitely. go back to one up front, Dean? Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I see. I'm I, I I'm a real advocate for for the two up top because I think it gives us an out ball um, and an extra man to to try and win the second ball. And if you have James and Kelly in the middle there who are comfortable in possession, that kind of gives you another option as well. And I think for us in this division with the squad we've got, I think that kind of suits us. 
So I wouldn't I wouldn't change from from the top top because I think if you can get on Steve Cook, he's an old guy. You know, we've got a bit of pace around us, a bit of trickery in that in that front three as we showed on on Monday. If we can get at him, then he's prone to mistakes, massive mistakes at times. Um, so that might be um, a, a, a way we can attack them. But I, yeah, in answer to your question, don't change from... How, how would you set up then? You'd set up exactly the same. Exactly the same, yeah. I, the only wow. thing I would change is, is maybe Eccles. Yeah. Um, just because... It's a big, big step It's up a big now, ask yeah. in this game for him to play what's not a natural position for him. Uh, I would move. I mean, I wouldn't bring De Costa in because I thought he was abysmal against, against QPR, mm-hmm. and it's got you know the same the, the same kind of makeup in, in this game. And it seems like he needs to make uh, you know show enough, doesn't he, to to work himself back into the squad? You know, after that sort of performance, I think, and after performance that Eccles has played in a, in a role which probably not really massively suited to him, you'd have to say that that. You know, De Costa's got to show a lot, hasn't he, in in uh, training this week to be able to force himself into into um, contention. Um, and he did his best Bilbo and Baggins, Baggins impression in that game, didn't he? <laughs> he was going on an adventure halfway up the pitch. Even for that first goal against QPI, he was he was thirty <laughs> yards ahead of the play. It was absolutely bonkers. Uh, so yeah. he's got a lot to learn. I would, I'd, yeah, I'd bring Pask in there just because I think he knows that it's not his natural position, of course, but he knows that role a bit more. Yeah. And if Rose is available, Hyam, we we were told about his sickness. Um, was he uh, was the reason why he wasn't playing on Monday? Maybe he could slot back in, or me. And you know, I'm a big advocate of of Jordan Thompson. Get get him in the side and give him a go. Uh, what's there to, there to lose really, other than you know another mistake from from the back line? But um, you know, it's there's there's a few options he could he could go with, but. That's that would be the only change for me. Eccles, Eccles out, pass, pass get right back, and then just replace pass with with whoever. Uh, well, we'll see I wouldn't what, make the uh, team Martin sheet does. for the uh, live just yet, Dean, because I can hundred percent almost guarantee that Hamer will come in, Godden will be up on on his own up front, and I think he'll keep <laughs> Kelly and, and and James in the middle, but um, with O'Hare and and Hamer maybe, but. We'll see, but I, I do think he'll he'll try and pack that midfield out a bit more um, against Bournemouth. Mm, be interesting to see what what he does. Um, some interesting fixtures around us in terms of relegation rivals on Saturday. Um, Birmingham hosts Stoke, uh, Derby hosts Norwich, Huddersfield hosts Rotherham. That's an interesting fixture. Um, that's QPR, Chef Wednesday, Wickham Wanderers, Luton. So. Some interesting fixtures around us, I'm sure. There'll be some points dropped, hopefully. And if we can get a point or something away at Bournemouth, then it could be a, could be a good result. Um, I'll grab a score prediction, Dave. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be a 2-0 loss. But, you know, if we... I, I, I do think we should go with that one up top, personally. Um, and just be a little bit more solid. If we've got that press that we've shown against Brentford and the press that we showed against Bristol City, then... Yeah, there's no, nothing to stop us from from really frustrating Bournemouth and, and picking up a point, but um, I do think it's probably going to be a loss. Okay, fair enough, Dean. Yes, yeah, the head and heart kind of situation, isn't it? Um, yeah. The head kind of says Bournemouth to, to comfortably win, but the heart says we might pull pull off a, a shot result. Um, so I'm going to go one one. Um, I just hope, yeah, the confidence that we we can take from from Monday's game, we can take into this week. Um, unlike when we played Brentford off the park the other week and never took any of that confidence any further. 
Yeah, no, this is this is certainly the time to, to carry the confidence into the rest of the season. Um, that's all I've got time for this evening, chaps. Thanks a lot for joining me, as always. And listeners, do check out our partners, Shortland Horn, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also, be sure to make a donation to the CCFC season ticket fundraiser. Not everyone can afford to buy a season ticket, but collectively, we can help those less fortunate to get their place it's secured at the recode for next season. And as always, if you want to get involved with anything discussed in the show, just make sure you use the hashtag SkyBluesExtraPodcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.